Welcome to the QBIQ Podcast. This series is about going deep, where we take deep dives on my perspectives of how teams, players, and of course the quarterback position should all operate. It's about offensive football. And on this particular episode, we're going to be going over how tough, how hard is the quarterback position? Really how tough and how hard? Because there's a lot of moving parts to the quarterback position. The environment changes consistently. The defense is trying to confuse you. There's many things, and in, in not just that, but you the competitive level. How many guys are out there playing quarterback or trying to? So we've got to understand how big the competition is, You know, especially compare it to what's your goal, college, professional. Well, I think you need to understand the numbers. All the key components as well to being a successful QB, like footwork, technique, arm strength, accuracy, your QBIQ, your ability to adjust, and obviously having a short memory. When you throw an interception, you got to have a short memory. So that's what we're going to cover today, and we're going to talk about how hard the quarterback position is starting right now. So let's understand, when we talk about how hard this position is, this position of quarterback, let's understand, let's set the stage. Let's talk about the numbers, especially as dads, as we venture into, hey, you know, I think my quarterback's got a good, or my son's got a good arm. You know, do we want to get him started in the quarterback position? So let's just talk about the numbers. So setting the stage here, third, fourth, and fifth grade, you know, you got, if it's the first time a kid's coming out, a lot of times the coaches will figure out who's got the best arm. Let's, who... And they're usually selecting about seven or eight guys day one who can throw, who's going to be accurate, who can I count on to have an arm to be able to throw. And so each year you have seven or eight kids go out to a quarterback that early, early stage, third or fourth grade, fifth grade too as well. The coaches whittle that down to about three kids on each team. And you're going to have one starter and, and two backups, really one backup with an emergency guy behind that. Then on average, you get two to three pop uh, or uh, peewee teams that funnel into the middle schools. And those middle school ages, obviously sixth grade to eighth grade. So you get another reduction from six or nine quarterbacks, okay, from those teams on peewee, that drops to three. So now three quarterbacks, right? You get two to three teams that funnel into those middle school teams. And then you drop from that six to nine number of quarterbacks to three. So you had a big reduction right there. The next reduction a reduction is going to be going to high school. And, and that's where about two to three middle school programs funnel into normally those high schools. So that is another six to nine quarterbacks that got knocked down to two to three again. So technically what you're talking about is you have an enormous amount of number, if you're talking about quarterbacks across the nation, trying to play peewee. And then when it goes to middle school, it reduces by either half to a third. And then you have the similar reduction going into high school. So it gets even thinner. And here in a second, we're going to talk about the raw, what that raw number is. So then that's not the last stop, right? Obviously, the next thing is you, you got your in-between classes. Usually on each high school team, you'll have two freshman quarterbacks, the starter and the backup. And then from there on, that backup normally would move to another position and you go sophomore year, you got a quarterback. Junior, uh, you'll have a junior quarterback in your program, and you'll have a senior normally. 
And only one of those guys can start on varsity as well. And so if you're a guy that's a junior and you got a sophomore, you know, phenom who's starting over you, you might want to switch positions. So again, it's, it's, you know, it's fight of the fittest and, and it's not an easy road to be a quarterback. Now, second to last stop, now college, where you have about a little over 16,000 high schools that play quarter, or excuse me, that play football across the nation. Now, only about 800 of those guys are going to go on and be able to play college level. Now, granted, those 800 quarterbacks each year that go into the uh, college program don't always play quarterback. Many of them, and I would tell you probably around 20% of them, get moved to a new position. Now, so you've got about 884 teams that play college football, and that includes junior college. Okay, and there's only one guy that can start, so it's it's again a huge competition. While you've got probably four to six quarterbacks on each college team, only one of those guys is going to start. So it's it's definitely a, a a tough fight. So and then obviously from there you got about every year you got about hundred quarter about eight hundred quarterbacks that finish college, and only about now listen to what I'm going to tell you about forty to fifty of them move on professionally. Now that counts. Not just the NFL, it counts Canadian League, Arena, European, and of course, the NFL. So if we were just going to say the NFL, you're going to have somewhere around 10 to 15 that are potentially able to go on and play in the NFL, or they're recognized to have the talent to do so. So just by the numbers. Now, so we're going to just sit there and give you the raw data, the raw numbers on that. Starting out, you're going to have about half a million quarterbacks across the nation in that peewee uh, league that want to play quarterback that gets whittled down. So let's talk about in fifth grade. You got about a hundred thousand starters max. That does include guys that get to start latter part of the year. Now then you've got about forty-one thousand, a little around forty-one thousand eighth grade programs across the nation that are going to be able to have a quarterback starting for them. But at the same time, uh, it counts guys that can start later on in the year as well, but it's still only 41,000. Then it goes to high school, and we already said there's about 16,000, a little over 16,000 teams that play high school football. So you went from 500,000 to 100,000, 41,000 to 16,000, and then it's all about college. How many programs are there? There's about 884 that play football. So, and then you go on to pro, and you got about, if you're just talking NFL, you got just a little over 10 guys. So you went from originally 500,000 down to 10. So when you think, hey, I'm being successful in my pond, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, uh, I comparatively, I'm, I'm better than everybody here, well, your eyes need to get bigger, and you need to think about, if your goals are college, well, guess what? You're going against 41, or you, excuse me, you're going over against 16,500 different quarterbacks across the nation going for that same scholarship. So have you done what you can do at the max available level and maximize all your opportunity to be able to be get be lucky enough to move on and play quarterback in the college level? So moving on from that, not just understanding, you know, that, that it's such a challenge, uh, just from a, a sheer number standpoint, what about the components that it takes to be a successful quarterback? And, you know, often if you work hard enough, 
you'll help your jump from level to level to level as you get older if you hone in on these certain perspectives. You know, and we talked about uh, in the intro, we talked about, okay, footwork. Well, how important is footwork? Footwork definitely these days is not as good as what it used to be because we were under center and we were forced to get depth. We were forced to uh, be silky smooth, but move with power and grace and be able to come out with great transition on our gatherer when we're throwing on time, on a rhythm uh, throw, we have to have a great platform with great balance. Yes, that is ultimately important. And that, right in these days, if you concentrate on footwork these days, you already are a cut above because over three quarters of the nation do not concentrate on footwork. We don't do a good job with this onset of the shotgun offense with footwork. So you, you can actually give yourself a big, you know, helping hand if you super focus on footwork. And footwork is the timing to everything. It is the absolute, you can't add a ninth beat to the eight count, right? You gotta know the dance steps to each route and each each uh, design of each package. What is the timing? The offensive line is blocking for a certain amount of time and protecting a certain halo at a certain level uh, for you to be safe so you can throw within the time frame and, and be protected. So. Footwork is absolutely, ultimately important. So you can be set yourself above everybody if you super focus on it. Then obviously technique. Technique we discuss, um, I discuss on many of my podcasts how important technique, and I'm a freak over the biomechanical requirements of throwing like a pro. And if our technique is good, we can reassure that our arm strength, which we mentioned, will will grow. Because if you have bad technique, a lot of times you can't have arm strength. And this, you know, inside your technique is also um, the the transition out of the footwork into great base and balance and short striding the left foot because that's as, as big as your backstroke will be. And that's a big time frame uh, requirement. If you want to throw quick, you got to have a short stride on the front side. Uh, the elbow can't leverage and go forward until your, your foot strike happens in the front. So uh, you want to reduce the overstriding basically. And you want to have good hip leverage. And having the right leg in the ground longer will give you good hip leverage. And holding your shoulders back so that you have core strength, right? And you can drive through. Now, with saying that, so obviously technique is, is a full body component to look at and, and make sure the sequencing is correct. I can only tell you, when you look at guys that have great footwork, they normally have amazing technique. And when you have that great technique, like we were suggesting, the arm strength can be uh, um, better built upon and progressed because of uh, the body sequencing and the leveraging of the hip and the core strength to rip out and, and be able to throw with a, a very uh, efficient arm. And the other thing uh, that I love to talk about is accuracy, right? With build of correct technique, your accuracy simply will just get spot on and then having that touch available uh, availability a lot has to do with the over the top snap so when we talk about these techniques and i know i'm i'm getting on a tangent of how i i but how i love technique and footwork but these requirements you have to focus on these if you want to talk about being competitive at the quarterback position and those three items will help you in the process of reducing how hard this position is because you can throw with strength you can throw with great sequencing, great footwork, great timing, and obviously great accuracy. Now, 
The next thing is you got to have the best QBIQ in the country, right? That's the goal. You want to be the smartest guy. You want to be able to recognize defenses pre-snap, which obviously QBIQ helps you with. Um, it's the number one way to do it. Uh, and if you can read defenses, doesn't that give you the answer quicker to who you're going to be available to throw to? So now you're operating with great anticipation. So, you know, having the smarts, having the, uh, the from the pre-snap to the post-snap uh, confirmation, and then being able to then rely on your footwork technique, arm strength, and accuracy to be able to accomplish the job from there on. Now, um, the other thing you want to be the best at to you know reduce how hard this position is, is the ability to adjust. You have to be able to adjust to a defense, even post-snap, right? Defenses love to show defenses, and then all of a sudden they change post-snap, and you'll be able to uh, recognize quickly and adjust to what they're doing when you already thought about I need to be doing this on this situation with this particular defense. And then they roll out of cover two and they go to cover three or roll from four to three. And that changes up who you were going to throw to. You got to be able to adjust on the fly. Also, at the same time, if a defense is presenting different defenses than what you expected, you know, from uh, your game planning all week, they somehow throw something different. So you got to be able to adjust. I mean, it, the, not just on the, uh, it's at halftime when coach says, okay, they're doing this, we're going to, you know, do, uh, here's our plan on second half. You want to be able to adjust on the sideline. You want to be able to sit there and, and communicate to your coach. Hey, you know, you want to, uh, they're, they're running a, um, a three man front, but they keep giving the blitz off the short side. Can we set our protection differently? You know, being able to understand and adjust and learn what the pros and the cons are of certain decision-making. Now, uh, the other thing is short memory. Obviously, part of playing quarterback is sometimes we get sacked. Sometimes we throw interceptions. And that these things happen. It's just the law of averages. And the better you get at you know, your QBIQ and your technique and your footwork, you're going to reduce a lot of those things, those, those bad scenarios. But those do pop up, and we got to be able to have a short memory and go back out there and, and do our thing. The, um, the other thing you know, that's super, super important is being a good person and a great leader. You need to vibrate a great sta standard and your frequency has your body language and frequency that you beat at. You've got to have the best out there because when those college coaches come to ask your coach what you're all about, they, you want that coach to say, we've never had a leader like this. He is first there, last to leave, positive, uh, firm in action, always understands the game plan. Um, he is a guy that you need to, to bring on your program because you can rely on him. He's great for the team. Now, so being a leader and doing all the right things is so important to being a great quarterback. And to make this, e this position easier, these are the things you need to concentrate on. I mean, it's already so challenging. It's such a moving environment, right? You've got so many different moving parts. You've got 11 guys on that defense trying to confuse you. You've got to manage and coordinate your side of the ball and it makes sure you're in the right position, that you're running the right routes, they're consistent, and that your practices are always upbeat and profitable so that you have great net gains out of each practice. And then when you guys go to game time, you're super focused and you have nothing but that CEO feel, that Tom Brady feel. I'm going out to operate each play in and of itself, and I'm, I'm going to focus and, and deliver the execution that's required to be successful. These are the characteristics that are going to help you be the best quarterback in the nation. 
It's a huge ocean, as you guys heard the numbers. It's a huge ocean of, uh, of guys you know, trying to bout for that scholarship. Everybody wants to play college football. Everybody wants to be in the professional uh, levels, especially the NFL. But the guy, and let me tell you, this is the secret sauce. The guy who does the most, right? It's about a number. The guy who does the most reps usually gets the position. So remember what I just said. The guy who does the most reps usually gets the position. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you find yourself, if I'll give you an example in the weight room. Everybody has, every coach gives you sets, formulas. Uh, okay, you get this many sets, this many reps of this weight. And, and let's say you knock it out and you do a great job. And you did every rep and you, you killed the workout. And you would sit there and say, hey, coach, I did it. I was awesome. Now, while that is great, Majority of your other teammates are doing the same thing, and the majority of the other quarterbacks across the nation are doing the same workout, very similar. So if you find yourself just doing what coach asked, that's actually going to be average. Think about what I just said. That is average. And you don't want to be average. You need to be in the top tier. So your off-season program has to maximize from, from every single day being on point and ready to rock. Now, I don't want you to become a single sport athlete. I want you to be a multi-sport athlete. But if your focus is to play quarterback, you need to understand that your off every day needs to be counted. Your off-season matters. Your workout matters. And I would say use the 10% rule. Coach gives you a sets and reps on that weight, on the weight programs. Well, then give a 10% rule. So I've got uh, let's say I've got eight reps, I always add one rep, or I got 10 reps, I always add one rep to that to that set count. So let's say we're on a, a formula of 10, 8, 6, 4, and 2, and essentially if I added a rep to every single one of those, then I'm adding five reps, right, to that total set count. That guarantees that I'm working harder than what the average is. That's not to mention you know, that uh, most quarterbacks that get scholarships, they always have private coaching. How much private coaching are you doing? How much of that work are you taking outside of that and utilizing it on your own time? So it's extra special work to reduce how hard the quarterback position is. And, and uh, when you talk about your competitive field and how to raise uh, rise above everybody else, these are the things you got to do. So I'm going to give you a, a real good uh, analogy we like to call it RPMs. So we talked about the number, right? Reps. You've got to maximize your reps and be the most. Uh, we have an off-season program here that definitely focuses in on rep count, and and you can chart it. And it's a it's an awesome off-season program. We love it. We find a lot of benefit with our with our quarterbacks. The other the other scenario is being passionate about each rep, being focused, being accountable for that particular rep that you're involved in right then and there, maximizing, compounding the effect of that rep. So be passionate about uh, each rep and, and the journey and the process you're currently in. Then at the same time, Matt, make sure you're doing the right thing. If you're doing the right type of workout or working the right footwork or technique or working on certain accuracy drills, uh, working on your QBIQ, whatever it is, that you're working the right stuff that's going to basically be your most, your quickest way from A to Z, a straight line, the right, most accurate map. 
So we like to call that RPMs, reps, passion, and map. RPMs, guys, that's, that is ultimately what's going to get you to reduce how hard the position is or make you rise to the top and you'll successfully get to the next level. This, this position of quarterback, this world of football, it kicks all of us out at some point. Uh, football is undefeated and it kicks all of us out. Now listen to what I'm saying. If we maximize our opportunities and really focus on RPMs, then we can reduce the possibility of not making the, making the next level. We can increase the possibility of making the next level. We want to make that next level, and the way you do that is RPMs. Really focus on the reps, the passion, and the right map, and you'll make sure that you are a candidate to being able to move on and football doesn't kick you out early. You want to make sure you do the, the most you can, and if you do that, you'll reduce how hard and this position can be for you, and you'll start making football slow down, and you'll be an extremely successful quarterback. Guys, that this is going deep. Really appreciate you along the, for the ride with us. Um, look out for our next our next episode. Uh, we're trying to just drop deep dives on each of these perspectives and really grow uh, the knowledge of the quarterback out there, the offensive football. That's our, our goal here at QBIQ. Thanks a lot for being along for the ride. We will see you next episode.